Welcome to another conversation with Delwyn Keysbury. Today, I'm having lunch with a friend of mine, Sim, or rather Simran Latif, who's based in Malaysia. Sim is the operations director for Viper Challenge Asia. Uh, Sim and I have known each other for quite a while. We're having lunch in a pub here in Adelaide. He's done for the weekend. And I thought I'd take this opportunity over lunch to have a bit of a chat. Uh, but you may hear a bit of cutlery clanging in the background, a bit of music, a bit of background noise, but it's all good. So Sim, uh, welcome back to Adelaide. Thank you, thank you. It's good to be back. Um, it's like a second home and uh, yeah, weather's been up and down, but it's been good. Yeah, so I've known Sim uh, for quite a few years now, going back to 2007, yeah. 8, yeah. back when he was a fitness instructor in a gym. Yeah. Back when I was um, still training at the gym where he worked. So we've known each other for quite a few years. And over the years, I moved back to Brunei. He moved back to Malaysia. I moved back to Adelaide. And so he's just here for a weekend. Yeah, but over the years, Sim has kept himself really, really busy. Sim, you're the operations director for Viper Challenge Asia. Mm-hmm. So in your own words, Tell us what do you do and maybe also about the origins of Viper Challenge. Sure. Okay. So just so that to give, I guess, uh, everyone just a bit of backstory of what Viper Challenge is. So Viper Challenge is, um, I guess you call it like a social uh, fitness event where a whole bunch of people come out over a weekend. Uh, usually, as you know, in, in teams of friends or work work uh, colleagues and, and and whatnot, and basically they cover a certain amount of distance. It's basically like a running event, so mm. they will cover a certain amount of distance and they do obstacles along the way. So um, that's really what Viper Challenge is. It's uh, based around teamwork, camaraderie, uh, helping each other out. Um, so it's a team based run. Or it's like a, a team based run, mm-hmm. and when I say run, I say it very loosely because yeah. Some will run, some will walk and run. Um, there is no time limit. You can skip obstacles if you want. Uh, how you attempt the obstacle is really up to you. Mm. What you get out of the event is really up to you. Mm-hmm. Um, so as long as you cross the finish line um, in one piece, then you you uh, you know you win. And everyone's everyone's a winner in this. Mm. So there's no one. There's no first, second, third prize. There's no mm. prize money. Everyone's on a level playing field. Mm. And I guess that's a kind of appeal uh, that has allowed us to grow over the years. So that's a bit in terms of, I guess, what Viper Challenge is. Yeah. And the sort of first event was, what, 10 years ago, 9 years ago? First event was in 2013, uh, which, yeah. 7 years ago. 7 years ago uh, yeah. in Malaysia. Yep. Um, so, in summary, Viper Challenge is an, it's part of the OCR uh, industry, Obstacle Course Racing Event sure. Industry. Yeah. Even though it's not an actual race event, it's, um, I guess, an event where you yeah. just come out and there's a start and a finish. Um, so this is your brainchild or you no. work with a team? or So it's not my brainchild. Um, so it is the brainchild of, um, I guess, the, the person that I've worked for since day one. Um, so I work for uh, a Malaysian. His name is Selva. Um, and in 2009... He started uh, a boot camp uh, venture in Malaysia. 
when at the time there was no boot camp uh, at all in yeah. Malaysia. At yeah. a time where people thought you'd be mad to wake up at 5.30 in the morning yeah. and get people to pay to come out and do push-ups and run yeah. and whatnot. Yeah, so for those of you not familiar with the boot camp, correct me if I'm wrong, Sim, it's a kind of a, gather, a group-based gathering of um, people where you mm. gather mm. in groups of, what, 20, 30, 40 upwards? Yep, yep. And someone kind of calls out the exercises and you do it together? Yeah, yeah. so it's basically like a regimented, yeah. uh, regimented outdoor training or group fitness training. Um, uh, whereas, uh, I guess the, the philosophy that we were following was the regimented discipline part. Mm. So it's very much um, based along the model of what they do in the army. Mm. So we use, I guess, the, the army... Um, philosophy of discipline right so if you come late everyone gets punished <laughs> if you don't show up everyone gets punished and everyone called you sergeant once upon a time yeah and then you get these like you know fake titles like sarge or uh, corporal and whatnot so it's really all about creating an atmosphere of uh, accountability mm. um, and surprisingly it worked mm. um, because at the end of the day I think it's just human nature for a lot of us to be told what to do <laughs> That's one. Uh, we tend to respond well in group settings. Yeah. Because I think by nature we are we are pack based animals. Like mm. people just tend to function better in groups. Yeah. Unless you're you know obviously an outlier. Yeah. Um, so the workouts would be like what push ups, sit ups, weight were, based. Or? Yeah. Work, um, a lot of it is just to make sure of body weight stuff. Okay. Um, but it's also just the the structure behind it. Yeah. Like what we would do is we would uh, test your fitness. So you either be put in as a um, what was it? Uh, a seal. A seal. A ranger seal or delta. Hmm. So basically, somewhat fit, fit, very fit. Yeah. So we'll do a test to do that. And what that right. allows us to do is we can kind of put people where they need to be. Yeah. And then what we do is we make the fit guys work really hard <laughs> for the unfit guys. Right. You know, so you kind of create right. a, a kind of base, um, base right. uh, playing field. It's very rudimentary. Right. Um, and the type of uh, circuits we did were kind of like, you know, um, circuits where you had to lift stuff, help each other out, yep. cover a certain amount of distance, yep. you know. So it's not just like push-ups and star jumps okay. non-stop. There were objectives to it. Yep. And you'd meet out in a, in a field, out in a... Out in a field. Yep. So it was a fantastic low-cost model. Okay. So it's not like a studio-based, no. gym-based... No. Yep. You bring the equipment out, sandbags, mm. uh, medicine balls... Um, you know, uh, bar pipes, yep. a, a lot of stuff. So, um, a, a fantastic, I think it was a fantastic thing uh, that we started because it kind of opened up this whole uh, low-cost type yeah. um, fitness venture, yep. uh, which anyone can do. Yeah. And as far as you know, was this the first of this model in Malaysia? Was it we were the first to do it. Yep. We were the first to do it. Um, so Malaysia's first boot camp. Mm. Uh, it's still running till today mm. under a different name. Um, but okay. uh, we got we got very good mileage out of it. And I think yep. from doing that, we built the community. Yeah. And that kind of gave us, I guess, the mindset to, okay, you know, we like working with, with groups of people and all that. Let's yep. uh, kind of take it up one level. Yeah. Uh, and we also network yep. and build connections. And yep. interestingly enough, the type of people that come and join uh your your C level your C suit people you yeah. know your CEOs your directors yeah, yeah, yeah. you know all these yeah. like type A personalities yeah. so uh, which is great for the business uh, yeah. because okay. word of mouth spreads yeah and so for everyone who's listening Sim's background is in exercise physiology mm-hmm. so Sim you've always struck me as a go getter an action taker but 
I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. Is that is that accurate? Is that is that just a bit of a perception thing, or have you always been wired this way, or or not? I think that's a hard one. I mean, hmm. I think um, I've always given everything a good go, hmm. and I've been lucky enough to be presented with an opportunity to obviously study overseas. Yeah, I took then the opportunity to work. Right out of uh, my third year, yep. um, um, and I think I've always been kind of passionate about fitness, or at least within that kind of sphere. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, so I don't I don't know if it's something that is you know kind of inbuilt and all that, but okay. I think you know when you do something, try and do it uh, to the best of your ability. Okay. Probably I got to thank my parents. Yeah. You know, I think a lot of it yep. comes from from upbringing. Sure. Yeah, and um, yeah, I think definitely my years in uni, for sure, were the ones that kind of shaped uni. Okay. As in my three years, you know, living being, away from home by yourself, away from being independent home and stuff, yeah, and and or rather being forced to be independent. Yeah, yeah, um, and then kind of um, uh, you know growing from there, yeah. and sometimes just taking chances. Yeah, um, I think. You know, when I went back to, to Malaysia, I, I, I worked in the, the gym scene. I worked in fitness first. Mm. I was given the role of fitness manager when I applied for, to yeah. be a personal trainer. Yeah. Very, I was young, like 25, 26. I had no <laughs> idea what it was about. <laughs> so you kind of just figure it out along the way. Yeah. In terms of managing and whatnot. Mm. Um, and then um, this whole bootcamp thing was just yeah. kind of responding to an ad in the papers. Okay. And you know, I think sometimes things just kind of fall in place. Mm. Mm. But from starting boot camp, you know, I, you know, that was something I was really, really passionate about, mm. and I gave it. I put a lot yeah. of heart and soul into it. You know, a lot of mornings, four a.m. starts, and mm. you know, um, and I think if you really enjoy what you're doing, mm. you get satisfaction, then uh, it will show. Yeah, because um, these podcasts that I do, one of the underlying themes, or two of the underlying themes, is always around success and growth. Right, uh, and so it, I'm a bit of a student of success. Where I, when I see someone or meet someone or connect with someone who has um, a story to tell or success in some shape or form, I'm always keen to just dig a little bit deeper under the surface to say what makes him or her tick, what makes him or her do, uh, and discipline themselves the way they do. And 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 so I figured you know this would be a great little opportunity for us just to. Dig deeper because we, we've we've known each other for quite a while, and um, and I'm always keen to just see if there are one, two, or three or more things I can just borrow or steal or model after, right? Because as I said, I'm a bit of a student of, of success. Mm. On that note, um, let's talk about some of your achievements. You've already touched on them, but what would you say are some of your big achievements for the last, say, the last decade? Now that we're in 2020, this is the first podcast of 2020. Sorry, yeah. can I just uh, go back to that yeah. first question? Where yeah. what do I do? So just so that I guess the listeners have an idea. So I mean, I guess when you're the operations person, mm. I'm the on I'm basically the on ground um, go to guy. Yep. So I oversee pretty much end to end in terms of uh, the execution of a project. So when you do events, you're pretty much executing a project from mm. A to Z. Mm. So everything from uh, manpower management, um, you know, just planning 
looking from top view, pl- planning the pieces that go together, yeah. layouts, yeah. obstacle placement route, yeah. um, you know, marshal uh, recruitment, so the event marshals, mm. briefings, and all mm. that. So kind of just make sure all the pieces work together so yeah. that as we lead up to event day, and even kind of dealing with vendors. Yeah. So it really is kind of like um, a role where you are the kind of go-to guy on ground. Yeah. Um, and if anything goes wrong, you're the first person I'll come and find. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> if you would call it, if it was a, if it was a marathon, you were, I guess I would be the race director. Yeah. You know. So I've got to make sure the, the uh, participants are safe. Yeah. And whatnot. So under me, I have obviously an umbrella of marshals. Sure. And they obviously execute. Yeah. What needs to be done. So. Yeah. So what do we say? Safe to say that you're the first to be blamed, the last to be praised. Yeah, um, and I'm also the one that obviously stresses out the most. So I'll try. I'll be the first one in most time. Yeah. Um, you know, you know, uh, which yeah. is usually midnight of the event. Mm. And uh, yeah, the night before. The night before. Mm. Mm. Yeah. And so some highlights, Sim. Man, highlights. Achievements. Um, if I'm not mistaken, to date. I have we have done twenty five Viper Challenge events. Jeez. If I had to sum up all the other, so we've also kind of branched out uh, into client based events. So mm. we're always kind of. I'm very lucky that I work for someone, and we'll talk about this maybe a bit later. But mm. I work for someone that is always kind of pushing the boundaries, sure, uh, and involving us so that yeah. ultimately we can put food on the tables for our families, mm. um, and we keep the bottom line bottom line healthy. Yep. So we've also evolved into an event space agency for clients. Yep. So if I had to add it all up, I have done probably 50 events in 60 years. Yep. Um, ranging from big to small? or Ranging from big to small, roadshows, everything. Mm. You know? And um, the biggest event would be? What? Biggest event uh, would be a two-day 20,000 person event. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> and again, for those of you who have never done events or conferences or you know, mass audience type of experiences. It's not easy coordinating all the moving parts, all the different stakeholders, all the different um, uh, people who want to, you know, get their time in the limelight. You know, you you could be dealing with uh, media partners, uh, branding partners, finance finance partners. So it's a, is is authorities. It's simple to say, yeah, it's a 25 person, 25,000 person, 25, thousand person event but yeah that's nearly making it too too much of a simple term right because there's yeah. so many other moving parts to just uh, organizing yeah. a 20,000 plus event yeah okay um, so, so let's go a bit deeper towards success okay because um, whenever I do this podcast I like to ask a question about success right now and sp- uh, specific specifically the question uh, how would you complete the sentence success is dot 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 so I find that uh, everyone has a different answer. Some talk about KPIs, some talk about return on investment, money, some talk about just personal satisfaction. But how would you complete that sentence? Success is dot, dot, dot. If you had asked me this probably like five years ago, it would have been success would be completing X amount of events in a year. Mm. So if we could have done more, that would be a win. Right. Because then there is there will be reflection for us as essentially a startup efficiency mm. Mm. if we can do more in the same amount of time yeah. we're extremely efficient yeah. or crazy or yeah. one or the other <laughs> if you ask me now uh, it's really I think success would be maintaining motivation levels yeah. um, overcoming um, 
whatever tension or conflict uh, within the team. Yeah. Because when you work in a small team, um, and you know, it's you know, most times a ten man, ten man team. Unless once we get close yeah. to the events, it, it grows. Yeah. But you know, you get to know each other uh, yeah. very well, and you just have to kind of learn to deal. You have to mm. kind of figure out how do you deal with tension and stuff because it really is like working with a family. You yeah. work with the same people for years. Yeah. Um, it's kind of you know how can I make sure that our working experience gets better? Yeah. How can we respect each other a bit better? Because yeah. I think in terms of execution, that's kind of gone into. You know, you get to a point where you know you can execute, mm. but how can we do it better? Yeah. You know, how can I? How can? How can I make the people who are at the lower rounds, you yeah. know, the guys working in the warehouse, yeah. feel a bit more um, appreciated? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and, and that goes into the, the this thread about. One of the things about success, when when we look at big events, big experiences, big milestones, oftentimes the the clues left behind, right? Uh, when I speak to people, they talk about how yes, there's a big event, but even before and behind the scenes of a big event, it's about managing a small team or a small experience really well first, and then scaling up. Because if you don't have the small things in order. Um, you know all the all the little things, the little loose ends tied up. Yeah. Um, it's it's a rare thing for the big, publicly seen things to be well done. So I, I think what you're saying it's um, it it makes sense that you're talking about success from the point of view of managing people. I think it's internal success also because you know it's a make or break of a of a company like this. If you don't, if you can't keep relationships healthy, yeah, um, you can't survive. Your turnover is. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I've been working with the same people for years. Yeah, you know. So, yeah. um, and also, I guess the other measure of success is people being happy with the experience yeah. they achieve yeah. um, at the event. No, no, that may be positive posts on social media. Yeah, uh, but I do believe nowadays, especially when you do events. Yeah. The negative tends to be highlighted more than the positive. Sure. Yeah. So I don't use that as a barometer. Sure. Um, I'm yeah. on ground, so you know when I see people at water stations when I'm serving water. Yeah. Yeah. If, yeah. if the vibe is great and they're yeah. laughing, they're having fun. That's yeah. that's yeah. that kind of takes away everything else that was stressful for me. Yeah. 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 yeah there are a lot of studies which suggest that um, you know bad news, bad experiences, you know uh, bad things in general. Uh, those kinds of things they travel faster than good news. So if someone has a bad experience or if they're unhappy with the, the food in a restaurant, they'll tell you know, 20 people about it versus if they were happy with something, they'll tell one person. You know? So, so that there are studies which, which support that notion yep. that you know, it's important to take care of the minor things, right? And yeah. then the other part of that is that um, uh, when it comes to uh, working with people, mm. everyone... We see what's happening on the outside, but there's so many things happening on the inside, right? Because you managed, you spoke about this whole sense of internal satisfaction, internal motivation. Yeah. And you know, all of us have good days, all of us have bad days. Yeah. Yeah. So a big part of success is learning how to kind of, um, you know, putting your finger up in the air and kind of sensing where the wind is blowing in terms of is, is my colleague doing well today? Should I be a bit more firm? Should I be a bit more. Uh, empathetic with him or her yeah all those things yeah what about um, the question of would you consider yourself successful Sim? <clears throat> yes no and why <clears throat> I will consider myself <laughs> grateful yeah and blessed so I think along those lines yes yeah um, I've come to the point in my life where 
I, have, I now have earned a great deal of freedom in what I do. Mm-hmm. I, have, I have been blessed also with a mentor and a boss. That, you know, even like someone, Jack, Jack Ma has always kind of, mm. you know, pushed out like, you know, between the, yeah. this age and this age, yeah. work for someone that's going to grow you. Mm. And I've been absolutely blessed. Mm. Um, so, um, yeah. am I successful? Look, I'm here. Mm. You know, I'm, I'm here visiting friends, visiting sure. you. And yeah. I don't think I would have had this opportunity if not for the work that I'm doing. Yeah. You yeah. know, um, mm. So that's really how I make success. Um, it's also like, you know, uh, making sure that your, your family is uh, sorted out for yeah. and you're happy and whatnot. So I think it's just spending a bit more time. For me, spending, being able to spend more time with my family is what I think um, is a measure of success. Mm. I don't okay. measure it by... I don't measure it in terms of, you know, it's not... Uh, money has never been my... Yeah, you know, and probably because I don't focus on it, yep. it's probably never been an issue. Yeah, you know. Um, so yeah, I think um, okay. in in that in that regard, yeah. yes, could I be more successful? Sure, but I think where I could be better is probably just keeping my motivation levels high. Yeah, um, it's not easy staying motivated, uh, yeah. doing hard events yeah. year on year. Yeah, um, so that's more of an internal thing, lah. One of the things I've been reflecting on in the first few days of 2020 is, um, is a quote by Zig Ziglar. Hmm. He says that you can have everything you want in life, but you need to help enough other people get what they want in life first. Yes. Yeah. So this idea that, sure, you want to be successful, um, you've got to help other people be successful along the long way. Yeah. Meaning, you know, solve their problems, solve their issues, yeah. uh, solve their concerns. Hmm. I.e., you know... This life, as much as, as it is our own lives, but it's nearly like, um, it's not our own lives because the way we're wired, while it instinctively may seem like, let me just think about myself first, but many, many of the greats, they all talk about having this sense of purpose, this sense of serving others, right? Mm. Yeah, so when I think about success, that's been a recent pondering. Mm. What, what about any keys or tips to success? What would you say? Because you already touched on things like hard work, Discipline. Yeah, look, I think, I think that is the biggest thing. Like you know, being in a startup, and I keep saying that because we are a startup. Yeah, uh, we are a small medium enterprise. Yeah, and every year is a grind. Uh, doesn't get any easier. But um, keys to success, I think, is always okay. One one thing I've always believed in is. Um, uh, What's the word for it? Servant leadership? Mm. Is that a word? Yeah. yeah. You know, so that's always been my yeah. kind of thing, like mm. uh, lead by serving. Mm. Yeah. So that's how I attracted the type type of people that like you know my my person that's yeah. under me yeah. was attracted to me. Yeah, that's great. There's right. always an, it's always something that's an, an attitude that you have. Mm. And I always believe that you have to just kind of portray the right kind of attitude. Mm. Um, and I've always been the person that you know if we're going to do something let's do it together so mm. I'm going to make you if we're going to have to like not sleep yeah. I'll be there with you you know <laughs> yeah. it just gets a bit harder to break that mindset as you as you get older sure because um, you know you're not getting any younger mm. and uh, events is a young man's game yeah <laughs> but I think that has been probably one of my strong suits mm. 
just serving mm. um, be it in boot camp my coaches and stuff and you know mm. leading by example mm. Um, mm. and that I think that obviously ties in with work ethic yeah um, though I, I probably was a much harder worker when I was younger mm. you kind of tend to um, you know uh, step back a bit mm. as your role kind of yeah. evolves yeah whereas you know you get an extra person coming in and taking the off- load off you sure um, yeah. But yeah, I think that's been the biggest thing, like just uh, servant leadership. It probably works in some industries, probably doesn't in others. Mm. Um, I've mm. never kind of believed in the whole boss, boss. Like, you know, I tell you what to do and you're going to do yeah. it. It just doesn't work for yeah. me. Yeah. Which is probably yeah. why I'll never be a good boss. <laughs> you know? Um, <laughs> I'm sure your colleagues would make the differ. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And also, being, sorry, you go. Yeah, because being a servant leader, it's just always a bit harder to delegate yeah. because you're, it's always like you feel. There's this thing in you where you feel that you just have to do it. Mm. You know, have you always had an issue delegating, or is it just? It's been a learning curve. Yeah, it's been a learning curve. Um, yeah. And I've started to just you know let go and stuff. Mm. And I've been very fortunate because the my direct um, person under me <coughs> is way better at operations than I am. Sure. So <laughs> while I'm here, he's kind of you know sure. settling the warehouse. So yeah. I think I think if you don't. If you don't attract people that are better than you, yeah. I'm sorry, you just can't. Yeah, you know, to yeah. some extent, I'm I'm better at certain things than my boss. Yeah, so I yeah. can do the nitty gritty that allows him to be brought. You yeah. know, vision, mm. vision next year, what's yeah. happening? Then the person under me is like, okay, he's better at designing obstacles yeah. and all yeah. that, and you know, so yeah. I don't cut, try and be smart and say like, hey, yeah. you know, listen to me. Yeah, In fact, that's what I probably, I probably he's probably ninety percent better than me. <laughs> but that's what many of the greats. All say they all talk about this sense of hiring someone or a team better, smarter, more agile. You hire someone that can be your better than boss. you, yeah, yeah. Or better than you. Yeah. Hmm. Um, part of success, Sim, is growth, right? Because mm. well, I mean, it's a big, big topic. Many people spend you know weeks, months talking about success, um, which kind of then branches into things like failures, mm. into things like. Um, uh, motivations mm. But Part of that discussion As well is on growth Yep Have there been any Specific moments of growth Which yep. you can Reflect back on For example oh, Many Things like A time when You went against the grain Or a time when You Had to just believe In yourself Even though no one else Kind of saw your vision Any examples From your journey Sim? There's a lot But we can't cover all this yeah. Um, yeah. And I think it's a common thread mm. That you found in Every Quote unquote Successful mm. And I measure successful, successful in the way that the company is still surviving and yeah. you know doing decently well. Yeah. Um, you cannot grow if you don't fail. Right. So I'll give three. So the first one was our first event in 2013. Yeah. Um, that was the event where my boss Selva, who's the marketing brains, put so much marketing drive behind this event. Yeah. It was crazy. Yeah. Like. You would not believe the amount of money spent on marketing. Yeah. Papers uh, going on um, radio in Singapore, Malaysia, everywhere. Mm. We made it like it was, it was a yep. next best thing. First event, I remember very clearly, August 2013. Two day event. Mm. So we went in on the Saturday. I think every single thing that could go, go wrong went wrong. <laughs> 
6,000 people. Eh? 6,000 people. The registration was pen and paper mm. oh. using rulers. Ooh. So that was the first fail. <laughs> and this was a time when Facebook was kind of coming up. Yeah. So people were starting to message us mm. saying, what's happening? I've been lining up for one hour mm. or two hours. Um, because we didn't know any better. Sure. Right. So then we get to the actual <laughs> event itself, started raining. <laughs> volunteers started leaving because we didn't pay volunteers. Mm. We didn't give ponchos to volunteers. Mm. Uh, a couple of our water stations, because we use the um, we use basically distilled water black tanks, mm. were empty mm. because we forgot to uh, bring the uh, water tankers out. Yeah, <laughs> um, we didn't have enough bananas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so in a nutshell, uh, it was everything that could go wrong in the first event that was hyped up to be the best event ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. went wrong. Yeah. And uh, that was probably the time where I thought, I'm not going to do this. Yeah. Like, literally, I was on a hill giving up bananas. And yeah. I met my former bosses from Fitness First because mm. we partnered with them. Mm. They, sell, they helped sell tickets in the yeah. gym. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And people were just unhappy. And yeah. we had to um, do a massive apology. This is your first event? No. First event. It's first event. First event. Yeah. Massive apology yeah. on Facebook yeah, 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 uh, yeah. and whatnot. And um, yeah. I was defeated. Mm. Fortunately, yeah. Um, our boot camp community helped us turn around. Mm. So what happened is they came and helped out on Saturday afternoon evening. Yeah. Uh, my boss Salva, we had extra stock of water that we bought mm. on uh, consignment. Mm. Okay, we put we were supposed to sell that water. We put all those drinks up for the next day. Mm. We bought some more water from the local servo mm. water station. Mm. Fill that up. Mm. Uh, just went overdrive lah mm. for the next day. Uh, I think we had at least 10, 20 boot campers. Yeah. Our legacy members come out on yeah, Sunday. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Marshall handled baggage. Mm. Everything. So mm. what happened is on the Sunday, it was a total 180 degree flip. Those mm. that experienced Sunday thought it was fantastic. Mm. You know, the the firemen came out and hosed everyone down. Mm. And everything seemed to work, and mm. you know, toilets were working and mm. everything. Mm. Uh, the Saturday people were saying, "What are you guys talking about? It was a horrible event." <laughs> so, anyways, I think that kind of mindset to quickly adapt yeah. has always followed us yeah. um, since day one. Since the first event, because mm. you do an event, I can tell you, you can even you can organize a TED Talks event. Mm. There will be a thousand things sure. that will be wrong. Yeah. You need to try and get that down to five hundred things. Mm. You can never run a hundred percent perfect event. Yeah. But you got to create the veil of illusion. Sure. That to the consumer, yeah, it's okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that was the first failure. Mm. Um, the plus side of that is uh, we took uh, my uh, Selva took spent a lot of money on on, on video. Mm. So we use these guys are fantastic. Yeah. That did um, EDMs and stuff. They took video shots and everything. Mm. So I was kind of depressed for probably a month or so. Mm. Uh, almost wanted to quit mm. uh, the job. Mm. Um, but I also in my in my heart, I was very loyal. I'm a very loyal person. Mm. So like if I see that, you know this, you know whoever I'm working for has the vision and yeah. and the attitude, then mm. you know for sure I'll stay. So anyways, then we six months later we opened up tickets for. The next event and um, launched the video, mm. went viral, 20,000 hits. Mm. We sold 20,000 tickets in six days. Wow. So, wow. wow. Yeah. Could you then, then you can kind of go back. Well, was it because if we didn't fail, yeah. would it have been different? Sure. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think because you know, we failed on that first event, the, the 2014 event, mm. we no holds barred. Like, yeah. we went all out. Mm. It was the best show on earth. Yeah. It was literally the best show on earth mm. for 20,000 people. Mm. Wow. Um, 
so yeah so sometimes you could experience the lows yeah. to really understand the highs yeah yeah there's, there's another saying about how if and this will sound counterintuitive but if you're not failing you're not trying hard enough right because right. it doesn't make sense when you first hear it but yeah, but that kind of ties into what you're saying yeah. because you tried so hard or it's your first time doing it yeah. you failed yeah. but had you been only doing like a half-assed um, kind of putting in only 50% of your effort yeah. you probably might have succeeded but at a lower scale in, yeah. in reverse yeah. So it's, it's, yeah, that yeah. and I have to give credit to the person I was working for mm. like I'm not like I, I would consider myself a safe person sure. but because I've been sometimes you are mentored by the right person sure. you grow yeah. You know, and then you take risks. Mm. And then you realize that, okay, um, sometimes yeah. it's just. What's the worst thing that can happen? Right? happen. Yeah. Okay, so the second failure um, is that we wanted to do um, a Viper Challenge event in Smart Tunnel. So, for those that don't know what the Smart Tunnel is, it's basically mm. an underground tunnel in KL. Um, <laughs> it's an underground tunnel in KL, which is basically a highway slash drain. Yeah. Giant drain. So, yeah. when it floods in KL, they were flooded. Right. So. Um, we have always these crazy ideas that we'll do we'll do it like uh, obstacle events on bridges or mm. mountains like we always yeah, find yeah. marquee places that mm. we can sell mm. so we were rejected multiple times mm. by the highway authority yeah. to do an event there <laughs> so I gave up honestly because I was the one that was initially done mm. tasked to do it mm. then interesting enough the person uh, with me Ame who's I guess the protege of I guess the team mm. Um, he went he uh, I don't know how he did it he went to meet the director of the highway authority mm. built contacts mm. built, so he can do stuff that I can't do which yeah. is go and make the relationships yeah. you know nurture relationships yeah. you know because mm. he's like he's not scared yeah, yeah. you know mm. got us into a meeting with the director mm. pitched mm. So he said come back change this we yeah, pitched yeah. again mm. two years later it's a two year process mm. yeah. we got it okay yeah. you know so I kind of realized that there's always a yes at the end of multiple no's. Yeah, if, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just mm. not impossible just because no one else has done it. Mm. And people were saying that, oh, you can't do a, you can't do an event on the second, uh, the second bridge of Penang, mm. which is a massive bridge, 20 kilometers. Mm. Uh, it used to be Southeast Asia's longest. Mm. No. Uh, people say you're crazy, but, you know, mm. because mm. the relationship we built with the highway authority, mm. we could yeah. then explore yeah. everything. So yeah. I think... Yeah, and again, that, that goes into this this principle of, you know, uh, success begets success, right? Or good relationships beget more good relationships in the future. So, yeah. Yeah, so that, I mean, it, uh, yeah, because that's kind of uh, spawning a lot more other questions in my mind. So, but as we draw to a close, because <laughs> of time constraints, no um, just a couple more quick questions. Mm. Um, the first one is more about time travel if you could go back in time yeah. and give your, the 18 year old version of yourself some advice mm. would you tell the 18 year old version of Simran that's roughly 20 years ago now Sim. <laughs> I'm just saying <laughs> um, probably to take more risks earlier on yeah um, don't be scared um, don't be so anxious don't be scared um, mm. I had opportunities to do other things mm. that I let go yeah uh, because probably I was scared to do it mm. Uh, in hindsight mm. you know things my life would probably have worked out differently sure. if I said yes yeah. to these opportunities yeah. I was offered to work, uh, to run a gym in Marlen mm. with my old company I mm. said no because I was scared yeah. you know mm. uh, interesting I probably did finish my honours because to be honest I was scared to some mm. extent mm. Um, 
scared of not being perfect mm. in executing my honors. Mm. So I think sometimes it's um I got to you know I think I would advise myself don't be don't kind of search for perfection. Yeah. Just do. Yeah. And it's something I had to retrain my mind and yeah. you know because um, yeah. I'm a procrastinator by nature. Yeah. But thankfully in the job that I've done mm. it's kind of just kind of broken down those barriers because yeah. We're just in a constant mode of do Do, do, yeah, do, yeah, do, yeah. do. It's not. I mean, you yeah. know, speed. It's yeah. all about speed in business. Yeah, because you're doing, man. Yeah, because you got deadlines. You're nearly forced to take action, right? Yeah, it's like don't don't stay idle. Yeah. And you know, I really work for a company that doesn't stay idle. Mm. I'm going straight back to work after this. Mm. When I get back, and um, okay, last question, Sim. Yeah. Um, what's next? So, 2020 is a brand new year. Are there any? key projects or big goals or dreams you're aiming or working towards for 2020 and beyond I think in terms of career you know um I'll see where this uh, journey goes yep. with uh, with Viper Challenge mm. I think um it's always going to be uh, sometimes not knowing is half the excitement mm. you know um, I'm sure we'll knock off a couple of events this year mm. I think personally just to kind of um Spend a spend a bit more productive time with the kids, mm. you know. Um, mm. Time to you know help them study and, and sure. whatnot. Um, and that really is it, you know. Hopefully, I can travel more with the family. Mm. Um, but I think also hopefully to keep uh, building, well, uh, figuring out ways to to keep the team in a good place. Mm. You know, yeah. so the person under me, the person under him, mm. um, making sure they feel appreciated, yeah. and and I think, man, I think any, any, especially what we do, or in any kind of small business, it's all about you know, how can you manage talent. Yeah, yeah. You know, how can you really manage talent? Yeah. You know, how can you minimize turnover? Because yeah. you probably noticed to hire people. Yeah. Is the hardest thing in the world. <laughs> you can hire twenty. You might yeah. be lucky if you hit one. That's sure. right. Yeah, you know. So yeah. we've even come to the point we don't even bother. Yeah, you know, it's like we just pray that you know, law of attraction, <laughs> the right person comes. Yeah, and yeah. that really is it. You yeah. know, um, and hopefully I'll be able to kind of do less this year yeah. and and execute more. But push comes to shove, you know, yeah. like whatever I need to do, I'll do, and just be less afraid and just yeah, keep making uh, you know keep making new connections lah. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Awesome. That is a wrap. Um, It's been a pleasure, man. I mean, we've haven't seen each other in years. Uh, we've we're the kind of friends where there'll be a long period of radio long silence, gap, and then when we catch up, it's like when know, we do catch um, up at all places, like yeah, Brunei, yeah. <laughs> It's like you know, especially Brunei. It's like we never miss a step, and yeah. I'm, I'm glad that we got got to catch up. Uh, I want to just say that I'm I'm proud of you. I'm happy for all your su- you, your successes today. I wish you every success moving forwards. Thank you. Um, You know, and you know, bring on 2020 for 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 you, for me, for our families, for those around us. We're not getting any younger here. We're so. not. We're not. Yeah. So, um, yeah, let's call this a wrap. And um, thanks, him. Thank we you will, very much. Well, uh, we'll stay in touch, and we will see you, listeners, in the next conversation. Uh, but for now, that's it for another conversation. Uh, stay well. God bless. And remember to always back yourself. Tuning out for now. This is Delwin Keyspre. Bye bye. Bye guys. That's it. Well, folks, thanks for tuning in. That was quite different from any of the previous Q and A sessions I've had before. 
Uh, most of them have been over IG, so Instagram Live, where they have the invite a guest function. Whereas with Sim, we had the chance to sit down over a meal, as you've heard. So it was very raw, it was very much, um, I guess, you get the sense that you were just tuning in on two friends having a chat over a meal. And I, I kind of like the format. And in the coming months, I will try and do this more and more, where instead of doing this over IG live, I'll invite someone for coffee or a meal and just, you know, have a bit of a chit chat that way. Okay? Before you go, please rate, subscribe, and review this podcast. It's going to help me out in a big, big way. Also, as always, if you'd like to send me an email, send it to heydelwin at gmail.com. You can reach me on Twitter and Instagram as well. It is at heydelwin. We will see you in the next podcast. But until then, take care. God bless. I wish you every success. And remember to always... Back yourself.